Welcome to Weekend Wisdom by Creating a Family. Creating a Family is a national support and training nonprofit for foster, adoptive, and kinship families. And this segment is part of the Creating a Family podcast. Each Sunday morning, we drop a short segment answering a question that we receive. You can submit your own questions to info at creatingafamily.org. You can put Weekend Wisdom in the subject line, and I promise you it will eventually find its way to me. Today's question is about how to get your social worker or caseworker's attention. Here's the question. She says, I've applied to adopt a waiting child from foster care. We are open to all races, kids up to age 13 and sibling groups up to three kids. We have applied and then heard nothing. We've also applied through Adopt US Kids and also heard nothing. I know that social workers are busy, but this is getting to be ridiculous. How do I get their attention without making them angry at me? You know, we get this question from those at the beginning, like this questioner, but we also get them from those people who are in the midst of fostering and caring for a child or having trouble post-adoption and needing to reach out after the adoption. So our advice is going to apply equally to people both at the beginning as well as those who are in the midst and can't seem to get the attention of the bureaucracy. And it also applies perhaps even more so to kinship caregivers. And I got to say at the outset, we don't have a one-size-fits-all silver bullet, but we do have some tried-and-true ideas for getting the attention of anyone in a bureaucracy. First, you need to be proactive to ensure you have what you need, but you don't have to be a jerk about it. Instead, what we suggest is that you be a polite pain in the neck, or maybe polite-ish is what we should say, the polite-ish squeaky wheel. So I'm going to give you five tips. One, when you are waiting for a specific child or eligibility for placement, Try to stay on the social worker's radar. Look for reasons to connect with them periodically. For example, send them an email. Just and listen to a great creatingafamily.org podcast on parenting kids with prenatal exposure. And it really connected with us. Or something like, thanks for recommending that we read The Connected Child. Wow, what a good book. In other words, periodically, you want them to think that you are out there. It doesn't hurt that in both cases, the examples we just gave, it shows that you're trying to get more educated. That also works in your favor. The second tip is don't leave the ball in the caseworker or social worker's court to call you back when you leave a phone message. In the message by way saying that you're going to try again to reach them and then follow up in a couple of days if you don't hear from them. They are busy. They're not going to probably call you back even though they should. So don't leave it that way. Third tip, maintain a running list of specific questions you want to talk about when you do connect with the social worker, you don't want to waste your time or theirs. And just as important, prioritize your list to make sure you hit the most important topics first in case your time is cut short. The fourth tip, if the social worker has not returned your call or email, resist the temptation to point out those failings when you finally do connect. You can choose not to mention the unanswered calls and the emails. You can also briefly mention that you're glad that you've finally been able to connect with them. But if you do that, don't emphasize the word finally. Remember that you need to maintain a working relationship and that it's best to start by assuming their best intentions. And honestly, just offer them a face-saving way out. It can make it easier for you to work together and make them less likely to resist your calls in the future. 
And our fifth tip is to end your conversation when you do have it with your social worker or the caseworker by asking them when you can expect to hear back from them. You can nicely require them to commit to a time frame. It may help spur them on, and it gives you tacit permission to be the squeaky wheel after that time frame has expired. You can also ask them when you can call them back to wrap up the issue. Again, then they give you a time frame so they can't really complain that you, in their minds even, that that you're calling them back. And here's just a bonus tip. It's not directly on point, but it is so important. Take notes on all your points of contact with the caseworker. Make sure you track dates, who's on the call, if others are involved. If you think it would be helpful, you can send a summary of the phone call or meeting with a short, friendly note or email. You could say something like, I know how busy you are, so I thought I'd help us both out with a summary of our meeting. Thanks for your time yesterday. I generally do that by email, but if you don't think they will check emails, I guess you could do it by actual snail mail. I hope that these five tips and the bonus are helpful for you when you are trying to get the attention of somebody in a nameless bureaucracy. Thanks for listening to this week's Weekend Wisdom. If you liked it, please tell a friend to subscribe to the Creating a Family podcast. Do you know that we have 12 free courses that can help you be the best parent to your kid possible? Thanks to our partners, the Jockey Bean Family Foundation, you can go to bit.ly slash JBF support and choose from our library of 12 courses. Many of them will dovetail really nicely with the show, this podcast. Go to bit.ly slash JBF support. That's bit.ly slash JBF support.